Hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here where we ponder life from a biblical perspective. Moments with Moni can be heard on Anchor, Stitcher, Overcast, Apple, and now Podchaser. You can also find my blog and Facebook page and link tree filled with many links in my show notes. And now on to today's episode. Last time we left off with the maiden asking the shepherd king, where can I find rest? This week we'll pick up in chapter 1, verse 8. The country shepherd king speaks. If you don't know, O thou fairest among the women, go thy way forth by the footsteps of the flock and feed thy kids beside the shepherd's tents. Perspective is everything. The maiden thought of herself as darkened by the sun and unlovely, and yet here the shepherd king calls her fairest among women. The maiden was focused on the outer person. Perhaps the shepherd king was looking a little deeper. He goes on to tell her that if you don't know where to find rest, then follow the sheep and feed the kids beside the shepherd's tents. Where do you find sheep? Jesus has sheep. And those sheep know his voice. He warns her. He cares for her safety. And how many times have we been warned about that in scripture? We've been warned to guard our hearts. Take care not to follow false shepherds or teachers, for they are wolves in sheep's clothing. Verse 9 goes on to say, I have compared thee, O my love, to a company of horses in Pharaoh's chariots. Wow. When was the last time you received a compliment like that? At least he wasn't comparing her to the old gray mare, who just ain't what she used to be, but he compared her to the finest Egyptian horses. Hudson Taylor, in his commentary on Song of Solomon, mentioned that it was a picture or an analogy of a company of horses being the church that learns to work together. They're yoked together to work side by side, in service of the king. He continues, Thy cheeks are comely with rows of jewels, thy neck with chains of gold. We will make thee borders of gold with studs of silver. I think the first time I read this, I thought it sounded more like a dog collar than a compliment. Another famous commentator of old was John Gill, who alludes to the we in verse 11 as being the three persons of the Trinity, as well as the silver and gold being interconnected as the law and gospel. What a confusing few verses. Well, let's go ahead and unpack it. How would you feel if the love of your life compared you to an army of horses? Well, thankfully, we learned it was not the old gray mare that the shepherd king compared her to. Yes, it really was a compliment. Like the finest of the finest of the Egyptian horses that pulled Pharaoh's chariots, strength and agility is what the shepherd king saw in his future bride. The Shulamite praises her beloved. Are we praising our God? In Psalm 33.3, we are told to sing a new song to play skillfully with a loud noise, to sing something fresh and new. Let's not give our Lord our leftovers. Play skillfully 
Sing with all your heart and soul and might. Make it loud as a shout of joy, loud like a battle cry. To the praise and glory of his grace wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. The gold and silver spoken of in verse 11 are metals that must be heated to remove the dross or the impurities, and then it's pounded as it cools to be formed into a shape. In our case, God turns up the heat in our lives and allows us to go through the refining fire and then molds us and shapes us more and more into his image. The more we fight it, the more painful it will be. We have been bought with a price, a precious sacrifice. Our life is not our own. What is it that God is refining in your own life? Are you fighting against him? Or in humility, like the Shulamite, are you seeing your own unworthiness? And can we stand before God and say, no matter the situation, nevertheless, thy will be done. May you walk in intimacy with the Almighty this week. Till next time, thanks for listening.